Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. The wonderful football Wednesday edition of You Better, You Bet rolls on. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you here on the BetQL Network live from Radio Row, which is pretty, pretty badass. Show's been awesome. It's been great. Uh, Eric Eager from Sumer Sports is still with us. Eric will join us for another segment here. Sean Merriman, uh, all-pro linebacker, stops by in 20 minutes. Our pal Ben Fox is going to stop by in a little bit. Uh, and at some point, Ken and I will have a segment where we talk to each other about sports. I don't know. We'll Honestly, hope not. Or not. Yeah. Hope, hope not. See you in a couple hours. Uh, BetMGM is our show sponsor, and BetMGM is giving their online sportsbook customers the opportunity to win a grand prize of up to fifty-eight grand. If you predict the most big game prop bets correctly, just head to the promotions tab, create an entry for the BetMGM Big Game Prop Bet Challenge, and earn the chance to win up to $58,000. Download the BetMGM app and visit BetMGM.com. Eric Eager is still with us. What's going on? I'm just having fun. This is my last day uh, at Radio Row, and I'm just hanging out with my, my favorite show. Oh, yeah. No, no, you can be honest. Are we actually your favorite show? I think so. I, I love... Um, you guys are just unique, right? I, I think like you guys just do you guys do it differently, and and a lot of you know I've, I've, since I got at Sumer, right? Like we don't do like we don't have a betting product at Sumer yet, and so I've shrunk in my betting uh, content space. Obviously, the Hammer Network, which is awesome, Rob's great, yep. And then you guys, those are the only two shows, along with uh, Tim Murray from Beeson that I go on, and uh, you guys come at it such, from such a unique perspective. It's always so much fun to talk to you guys. I do selfishly, like we should talk about the Super Bowl at some point. I want to ask you one more coaching question just because yeah. you had this wins added. You brought up yeah. Shanahan's in the middle of the pack. We talked a little bit off air about, like, do you have college numbers for wins added? Because I was curious about Harbaugh at Michigan and how that would translate. We do, and I don't know if, like, you don't have to have this off the top of your head. You probably have numbers from him as the coach of the 49ers, like Raheem Morris, like, has been head coach in Tampa. Now he's in Atlanta. We have some of these guys that you, you won't have that data on. Do you have, like, a guess about the new coaches? Is there a guy that you think could slot in? higher or lower than people think what do you think that like distribution would look yeah, like yeah it's actually a really good question because we do a, a, we do a, a fair amount of modeling for uh coaching search firms and uh what's you know <laughs> pretty, oh pretty oh, pretty, right, pretty yeah. to be pretty cool oh yeah, yeah. me too yeah. yeah and so the funny part is everybody talks about how you know we did you we, did you help the saints hire dennis <laughs> allen yeah. if you had if you had your druthers <laughs> Would you you'd rather hire an offensive coach because if he does really well, then he's not going to leave because he already has the top job, and you don't really want to have to like worry about a guy like Ben Johnson wanting to stay, and that has basically been the case for like a decade or so. But then there became an imbalance in the marketplace where this year, all the coaches in our model that were available that were coordinators, other than Brian Callahan and Ben Johnson, all the ones that had the highest scores were defensive coaches. Raheem Morris 
has been phenomenal for years at the L.A. Rams. Was he the highest scorer among defensive guys? Uh, it was him. It was Ajiro Evero. It was Brian Flores who did really good with the not, Vikings defense. Not Mike McDonald? Uh, Mike McDonald was up there, but that defense, part of the issue with, with evaluating coaching is the talent level hurts the evaluation. So, like, for example, with Ben Johnson, Ben Johnson, the, the Lions offense was more efficient in 2022 with more injuries and, and fewer good players. So, like, Amon Ross St. Brown missed more time in 2022. The offensive line missed more time in 2022. So, like, Ben Johnson did better in our coaching rankings, and they were more efficient. So he did better in our coaching rankings last year than he did this year, which is why I think a lot of people always think it's it's risky not to, like, completely just capitalize on that first good year you have as a coordinator because everything you're always sort of – off, you're always sort of going to regress on that platform year. And and people like Eric Bieniemy, for example, when he didn't get that coaching job after that first Mahomes year, it was always going to be like he was compared to that. And it never got better than that. It always kind of stayed the same or got slightly worse. And Bieniemy never got a head coaching job. And he's always kind of been working off of that. I think that for a lot of head coach, you know, for a lot of the offensive coordinator candidates like Dave Canales, they get that first job. It's smart for them. So you think Ben Johnson should have taken the Washington job? I think. Ben Johnson doesn't want to be a head coach. And so if that's the case, he should never take a head coaching job. If he ever wanted to be a head coach, he should have taken the Is, Washington do, job. Do you know that? Or are yeah, you, what are you yeah. basing that off of? I'm interested. Uh, it's the, what I've and look, like, like, Eric's really plugged in. You yeah. don't have to, like, we're not asking yeah. you for no, like, sources or anything. That, like, within the league, that's what I've heard by multiple sources. Like, Because he could have had a job last year, too, right? Correct. And, and, he, and there are teams in the NFL um, – I think I think Detroit is fairly it's it stands to reason Detroit's one of them but there are other teams like like for example Dallas has done this in the past that pay their coordinators as much or more than the head coach at certain time periods and like if you're Ben Johnson and you're making more than the head coach and you have none of the response you don't have to face the music nearly as much you don't have to worry about you know what uniforms you're wearing that week his or, life's probably awesome right sure yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying lives next to Kanish and if, yeah. and if you don't want to and, and you don't want to have to like you know, you don't want to have to test out a new owner in Josh Harris, which, frankly, last time a new owner entered the league, like Tepper, it's been a disaster. So, you know, I, I don't mind. It, I, if he's making $10 million a year as the offensive coordinator for the Lions, that might be more marginal be- benefit for his life than making 16 a year as the Washington coach. Let's We'll get to the game in a second here. I want to ask, like, 50 yeah, more coaching I, questions. I, 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 yeah. I got a coaching one here. So you're really plugged in, right? I'm not asking. Again, this is not, like, reveal your sword, whatever. It's like your opinion. What is the league's perception right now about Bill Belichick? Are you surprised that he didn't get a job? Do you think that he will be a head coach in the future? So my, I, I actually, everybody has liked this take except for my friend over there, Doug Gottlieb, who basically told me to like go fly a kite yesterday. <laughs> um, but my take, did you guys? So the Bucks midseason, of course, fired their head coach. I don't, I don't know a ton about basketball. I didn't, the Milwaukee Bucks, right? The Milwaukee Sorry. Bucks. Yep. Fired in. Adrian Griffin right. from Doc Rivers. Hired Doc Rivers. And, and, like, and now lose every game. And Doc Rivers like kind of torpedoed everything and was the consultant behind the scenes. Yeah. Doc, Doc Rivers comes off of, off of the TV station, comes in and coaches the team. We've seen it with George Carl before. We've seen it with Larry Brown. We've, we've seen that. We've never seen it in the NFL. Everybody's saying that Bill Belichick is a good coach oh, in 2024. I love oh, this. This is, this is really good. Which team? Which yeah. team is so, Dallas? So, so think about the teams that underachieved this year that hung on to their coach. Jacksonville, Philly, uh, Dallas. Buffalo. Buffalo. There are a number of teams, right? And, and, and this is the point. The reason in the NFL that the perception is the reason that Belichick doesn't have a job is a couple of reasons. In places like Atlanta where he could go in and win right away, 
the reason that he can go in and win right away is there's positive elements there. And the people that are there that are the reason that they're still okay don't want him in the building because he's going to tear everything up. Rich McKay. Yeah. Whereas you go into another building that's desolate, like New England, right, where he wouldn't want to touch with a 10-foot pole, he's going to get all the power there, but it's going to take him five years to get to Don Shula's record. He doesn't want anything to do with those teams. So he's in no man's land where he wants to win. He doesn't want to rebuild. But teams that are going to rebuild, you know, it, it, it's, it's a he's in no man's land. Right now, the first month of the season that that kid's got to sit on his duff and actually watch <laughs> football for four weeks, he's going to be like, do I really want all the control or do I want to get back in and get and be the hero for the Philadelphia Eagles and get them in NFL? Like that's how I see it. Now, is what's what's the percentage? Is it 20 to 1? Maybe it's 10 to 1. I don't know. But I, I I'm floating, I'm soft launching that take this week at Super Bowl. I Radio think Rose. it's great. Yeah. Is there if you had to pick the team that and ends up like because this is just predicting forward, right? Like who's gonna start one and three? Who's yeah. gonna start two and five? Is it Sirianni? Is it McCarthy? Yeah, I no Dan Quinn, obviously. I mean, Doug yeah. Peterson. I mean, we know that right. Khan, Shad Khan has, has made bold moves. I mean, Urban Meyer, that was a that was rather a, bold. Yeah, yeah, that was a bold move. Yeah. So I, I think it could be one of any. I we know that we know that Mike McCarthy has has he's fired coaches before, but he's I, almost every move he's made has either been slow or bold. And who's the head coach on the staff? Like, like if let's say he fired Mike during the season, which didn't happen, right. obviously, Dan Quinn's the coach. So we don't know who the coordinator is going to be on defense. Maybe it's Rivera. Maybe yeah. it's Zimmer. Like, they want to win the Super Bowl next year. Yeah. Like, they're not handing the keys to one of well, those guys, was, right? And that was Gottlieb's you know, take was that, you know, they had Vic Fangio in Philly. Like, is he really going to go in there? But I think going in there and being the figurehead and scaring the living daylights out of a team very similar to, you know, Tampa Bay got rid of Dungy and brought in John Gruden. It wasn't John Gruden making Brad Johnson the next Johnny United. It was John Gruden coming in and making the best of, you know, the talent that was there for one year. The Bucks team never really did anything after that. It was just everybody stood to attention for a year or two when the new coach came in. I think that's what Belichick's going to do uh, at some point soon. Uh, and, and if it happens midseason, I'm going to be able to uh, come back to this and say I called it. I mean, it's a great take. I, I mean, it's, it's really good. Yeah. It's now I'm thinking about, like, oh, man, this is going to be pretty awesome. Uh, we, we probably have to talk about the Super Bowl with you for, like, five minutes. Has anything changed? What's your updated thought on how you see the game playing out on Sunday? I think that side and total are obviously sharp in this game. I think if anything, you wait until post and bet under because you, know, you think the total's going up. Is that weird? I, well, they always do in a game like this, right? Because you get the public. The public likes favorites and overs. Yep. But the public likes Mahomes too. So I don't know if you're going to get kind of that back and forth. The sharps like uh, you know San Francisco in this game for a lot of reasons. The large part being. If this game was played last December, it's probably what it's Kansas City plus six and a half. So you mean three months ago? Like a month right. and a half ago, right? Because right? San Francisco is six and a half. San Francisco is five and a half against like Baltimore. Baltimore yeah, yeah. was rated higher than Kansas City yeah. at that point. And so, I think the public would have almost always likes favorites in a normal situation, but they like underdog Mahomes. So there's going to be a. I think there's going to be push and pull there, but favorite overs are always like by the public. So. 47 and a half now is a high total for a Chiefs game, given you know the, the confluence of they're really good at stopping EPA, but they're not all that good at stopping first downs. So you're going to get you know game played between the 40s and then punts, and and that, that's how I see it. I see there's your Shanahan there. decision making coming yeah. into play again in all those situations, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. And, and Reed will do it, but the Chiefs settle for a lot of field goals still, and and even in, when their offense is doing okay. The other part is is Kansas City in the regular season eight turn eight interceptions forced the whole year. Uh, I know they got you know a little bit better in the playoff game against uh, the Ravens and forcing turnovers, but 
a lot of the stuff that's conducive to overs, the Chiefs just don't do. And that was why they were 6-14 and 14 to the over in the regular season. Pick the winner of the game. I, I still think the Chiefs win because it's Mahomes. And I think that Kyle Shanahan, until you see him do it, which means make solid choices, you know, like the, the tattoo on the neck and that internship. No, make, no, no make regrets. solid choices. Yeah. No regrets. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that you, I think I have to see him do it before I, I believe that he can. So I, I, Mahomes, even though that is an is incredibly square play, I think Mahomes' money line, you know, if you can get it at plus 110 or so, probably you can play. Do you think there is a price on Super Bowl MVP that's maybe a good idea, especially for somebody as, like, price conscious as you are on this stuff? Yeah, I mean, I've always still said Mahomes is the play at, like, plus, you know, plus 135. And there's other places you can get at plus 165 I've seen around. That, to me, is, is where you want to go. Mahomes has not been statistically great right. in the first two Super Bowls. He's gotten MVP. The the fan vote could push it towards Kelsey, but you know you can almost always eliminate defense in the Super Bowl now because it's so evenly distributed. They were kind of embarrassed giving it to Dexter Jackson and then Malcolm Smith and uh, Von Miller because it was raining and there wasn't a lot of offense in the yeah, game. Right? I just don't think the great Larry Brown, right? Not yeah. not not the previously mentioned Larry Brown. Right. In this and, and no tight end, and maybe this will be the first, but no tight end has ever won Super Bowl MVP. I think Kelsey could be the first, and the fan vote could be the leak there. But sure. I'm going to bet against that. What's your favorite prop bet? Oh man, my favorite prop bet is or Chiefs, two or three or four, whatever. Chiefs to throw on first on the first play of the game plus one fiftieth. Why? I think that they're pricing in the whole season, which the Chiefs ran on the first play of the game the first six or seven weeks of the year, whereas it's been more 50-50 the last fourteen or so weeks. Um, so that's one that's good. I like Mahomes under interceptions. I like MVS under nineteen and a half yards. Mahomes picks is just is it under a half, and you're yeah, just paying. Yeah. And what, what's the Minus one fifteen, minus one twenty. Okay. So, so you bet Patrick yeah. Mahomes won't throw an interception. Is right. that okay? Yeah. Um, so those are ones I like. Uh, Elijah Mitchell at like 10, 11 to one, anytime touchdown. McCaffrey got hurt at the end of the game against the Lions, and like Mitchell scored the last touchdown of the game and ran the clock out at the end. Not to say that he's not gonna play, it's just that every injury makes the next injury more likely. And so if he gets hit, injured in this game, like he'll have an opportunity. Uh, to, to, to score a touchdown. And I think that at 10, 11 to 1, playing for that offense is a pretty good team. Final question yeah. here, Eric. Um, one of the reasons why I think you're awesome, and there are many, you're like me, right? And I, I love all sports. The NFL is my thing, man. 24 7, 365. Like there's no off season, right? When you wake up on Monday morning, season's over. What's the one thing about the NFL off season that you are most excited for and why? I. That's a great question. I think that's why I get paid. Yeah, it is. Um, NFL offseason. It has to be the draft. The draft is so. What specifically about this draft? The props. <laughs> <laughs> you know the betting. Yeah. Like, like, do do you think the Bears are taking Caleb at one? Yeah, that's a. The, 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 I think that Caleb is. Caleb should be less of a lock at one. Than he is. We talked about that this week. And, yeah. and and I think that the and that's why the draft betting is so cool because it is the classic. The difference between should and will is never more apparent, and that is like what makes the the play the part of the game. Like and in NFL, what should a team do and what will a team do? It's converging quickly, which makes it harder to bet. At the same time, makes it easier to bet. 
in the NFL draft, which got like should, ten seconds left. What should and what what will is is still far away. Eric, we, this was awesome. This was really it's fun. It's been great yeah. having you all season. A lot of wins uh, added on we'll, the show. Uh, we, we'll do this again as we head into the draft, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, oh, at yes. Eric Eager underscore uh, Sumer Sports with Thomas Dimitrov. We appreciate you, my friend. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, guys. As you. This is great. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Oh, who's it's coming really, up next? It's really good. Someone's scary. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, all pro, former all pro linebacker Sean Merriman going to join Nick and Ken coming up next year on a Wednesday live from Radio Row. You're listening to You Better You Bet live from Radio Row, getting you ready for the big game. <laughs> Nick Costos and Ken Barkley here with you. Looks like the running bit. Why yeah. would we have a rejoin that said our names? Right. All right. Nick and Ken here with you live from Radio Row. Been an amazing show thus far here on this Wednesday. Amazing guests joining us over the course of the show. Uh, let's welcome another one to the program right now. And it is NFL All-Pro linebacker, Sean Merriman of the Chargers and the Bills. And Sean's going to join us in a second. But I want to tell everybody about Sean's uh, MMA organization. This is pretty awesome. I, I didn't know this. This is great. I, I love MMA. I'm going to check this out. Lights out which was your, obviously your thing, like yeah. your, your catchphrase. You had to dance, obviously, when you played. Um, Lights Out is the name of the MMA organization. They have an event coming up on Friday, February 16th. It's going to be broadcast on Sumer, uh, on Sumer Sports is our last guest. No. Fubo Sports, starting at 7 o'clock Pacific That's, uh, time. Our show's on Fubo, right? Yes. Carry, it's one of the things we're carried on. Friday, February 16th on Fubo Sports, Lights Out, Sean Merriman's MMA organization running an event. So we can't wait for that. Sean will talk about that in a little bit. We really appreciate you joining us. Nick Costos and Ken Barkley here from Radio Row. How's it going? It's great, man. Um, you know, you know I, I think the biggest part about this week, you talk to everybody during the season, right, over the phone, sure. radio shows, whatever, but you don't know what the hell they look like, who they are. So it's kind of cool to put a, a, a face and a voice together and meet people in person. Uh, first question. Out of everyone in this room, is there anyone's ass that you could not kick in this room right now? <laughs> I haven't I – haven't, uh, Scroud the whole the whole room, right. but from what I see, that's a great answer. Yeah, so. I mean, I'm about eighty percent looking at the whole room. Yeah. I, mean, it, it, this, I mean, you sized up this, this table, and you were like, no, 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 I, I'll, I'll take it back. It, it was uh, I did see Debo. Oh, oh. I, saw, I saw James Harrison. I, I might oh, have yeah. a, a tussle on Cal, my well, hands. Well, let me ask you. So, like, we are betting show. Right? Yeah. What would who? And you can be honest. It can be, you can be the answer. You in a fight, MMA fight against James Harrison. Who's the favorite in that I, I fight? I would take that because of my skill level, and I don't know if he trained. Listen, you want to stay away from him. You don't want to go on the ground. He's on. He's 295 pounds and all muscle, right? He's number biceps and triceps. That's all I see. I don't think I seen his face. I just seen biceps and triceps when I walked <laughs> over. Uh, you, you know, but people say that about me. Funny enough, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's, it's me, it's like Delta. It's sort of that shirt right, you yeah. got on. Right. I know. <laughs> And you, you know the, cool, the, the so when you've been doing it as long as I have, and I'm not saying I'm a fighter or anything like that, but you understand going against somebody like Debo that you want to stay away from. He's going to get tired at some point, and that's when you start to kick it into gear. When you uh, when you walk around, and you just mentioned all the players that you've seen around and everything. Like you miss playing. Like when you walk around, you talk to everybody. No, not at all. No. You, you know what it is? It's that it's that two three year period when you're done. You're, you're totally out of it, right? So the first two or three years, while well, a lot of guys struggle to move on to the next step, because mentally you feel like, hey, I, I need to be on the field. I can be on the field. After you get away three years out or so, you're like, ah, nah, I can't even, actually, I can't believe I did that. And so you love the festivities. You love, you know, talking about the big game. Because, you know, I, I played the game long enough, been around great athletes, played against great athletes. Sure. And so you look at the game a little bit different. So giving your insight is cool. But actually playing, that 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 part is still. Dude, you were, you were awesome. And, like, not, not every, no, I'm being serious. No, I know. Not every awesome player is memorable. Like everyone remembers you. Like there's yeah. not, there's no one that watched you play and you's like Sean Merriman and they're like, oh, who's that? 
I don't, I don't remember that. Do you ever stop to think about that? I don't, I don't, I'm sure it was like a combination of your personality. The lights out thing was obviously Having a nickname awesome. is good. Like, yeah. do, you, like yeah. do you ever like stop and think like that? That like not every player from that era, from your era, is remembered. You will always, and I'm not saying that to gas you up. That's the truth. No, I appreciate that. But you know, it's funny about that. Even if I did forget, sometime I was in Miami a couple of months ago, and uh, a group of people pulled up, almost damned on the curb, scared the hell out of me. Right? <laughs> scared the hell out of me because I didn't know what was going on. If somebody's gonna jump out, it was a bunch of people in the car. They jumped out and all started doing the lights out dance, and I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> all right. So people, you know, now. Uh, I was speaking on the stage at an insurance convention in Dallas last week, and when I walked down the stage, all I heard people scream, "Do the dance!" Right, and so that that to me is is cool, right? Because uh, you move away from the game, you love the game, you miss the game, but to still be remembered in that light is is always does, uh, fun. Does it piss you off when people yell at you, "Do the dance"? No, no, because it, you know what? Um, the reason why I did the dance from the start was going to see Ray Lewis my first time. Right. And uh, and remember my my uh, freshman and sophomore year in high school when I went to go see that 2000 Raiders team and he came out the tunnel last. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And I never seen anything like that before. I've never been to a lot of the sidestep. Oh, the, all the, you know, the giant yeah, it was arms the, out with the smoke. It was a fire. And I was like, mm, I want to make people jump out the seat like he did. Awesome. And so that that kind of is one of the parts of why it was created. I mean, you mentioned it already. You're like, I see the game. And you obviously played for a really long time at a really high level. Everybody kind of thinks we've had a lot of guests on the show. Not anybody like you, obviously. And it's all consensus. It's ah, it's Mahomes. So, like, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Like, you're obviously going to think a lot deeper about the game than that. Do people have it wrong? How do you see it playing out? Yeah, I, I say that, too. But 49ers are the better team. I mean, it's, it's clear. On both sides of the football, when you talk about across the board, the amount of players they got, um, what they the capabilities of what they can do, they're the better team. But guess what? So is Baltimore. Right. So it's, in my opinion, so are the Bills. And the Chiefs found a way to win. And so I've been on the end, the other end of that spectrum. We had to run into the Patriots, right? In those right. years, in, in the playoffs, where 06, we were definitely 100% better. We could have been better than them on 07, maybe I, not. I, so my opinion is, and I've been saying this for a long time, I think if Rivers and LT were both healthy for that game, because you guys, you lost. We, all of us. You guys were plus nine and a half. I bet you, you lost by nine. I won my bet. You settled for four <laughs> Nate Kading field goals right. in the yeah. game. I actually think that you guys, if LT and Rivers were both healthy, would have definitely beaten the Patriots Gates, in that game. Gates had a, a foot. Uh, uh, Rivers had a knee. LT had a knee. I had a knee. We had about nine guys crawling into that game. You outplayed them in the right. game. Yeah. yeah. Is that we, the best team you were ever on? The 06 team, yeah. That 06 team, for sure. We're the most, in my opinion, and people can argue this all they want because those seven Patriots know what. I right. think we're the most dominant team of the decade, that didn't, in, in, period, across the board. You ever forgive Marlon McCree? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, because I actually made a joke of it the other day because Greenlaw, at the end of the game, a few, few games ago, he caught the interception. That yeah. Like, I'm You're trying to cover get the down. I'm right. screaming yeah. at the TV, dude, yeah. go down. Right. right. And I, so I forgot. I was he was up for a while, too. I, for, I mean, it was I yeah. forgot about the Marlon thing. And that happened, and I had PTSD. I dropped oh, my man. phone. I, I was like, oh, my God, dude, just go down. But you can't, you can't blame a player because you can't practice that. I mean, who think they're going to get an interception in the game-winning drive right like your adrenaline is going so i don't necessarily fault him just for that but man it hurts especially when people bring it up and talk about it do you guys hate brady and Bel the tomlinson like you ain't cheating you ain't trying with belichick was that like the mantra of the team like these guys are up I, to no good here a little bit lt would never talk about it but i loved it i, I still i mean I, I loved it because you don't get that amount of trash talk out of lt he just he's yeah. just not that type of guy now me i would say it 10 times over <laughs> i would say it in the locker room and sure. everybody's face you know it's a little bit different um but, you know, that, that time, and it was some real battles and quarterbacks we had to go through because outside of Tom Brady, we still had to go through Big Ben. Yeah. 
and, right? and, and you guys and, you, Peyton, and, 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 and you got the better of Peyton, yeah, right? and Peyton yeah. and, and Big Ben. So you know we had to go through uh, you know some All Star lineups in order to get to a championship, and the Patriots did it to us every time. Who, now I know you didn't play against Mahomes, but you played against Brady. Obviously, better quarterback, Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady? I, I think that um, you can't put Patrick Mahomes in the goat conversation yet. You can't not yet. I think he enters that conversation. He wins this game. The reason why I say that is because it's possible if they if they stay on this run, he could surpass. And as crazy as that sounds, and I know it sounds crazy, I don't think I don't think anyone. No, we don't think it's crazy. I, but but yeah. I mean, you you say anything against Tom Brady and the Patriots? Sure. And that, and that run they had, everybody look at you like you're crazy, right? I think that because his age and how many times they go, and depending on how many years Travis Kelsey got and Andy Reid wants to coach. If, if everybody's together for another three or four years, he could surpass Tom Brady. He could be. And I'm not saying they were arranged, but obviously, you know, everything else, he could surpass him. I'm sure you saw this a lot. Nick Bosa was doing a lot of talking already. A lot of the Niners, they're like kind of like greasing the wheels here a little bit with the officials yeah. saying like we got held a few years ago. Like, like you got to watch these linemen. Like we need to get to Mahomes. When you played, was there a guy who you were like, this guy literally holds me on like every play that go against the tackle. Did it matter? Did you care? Every, every tackle I play. Every, right. Exactly. You know, every one. But you know what? Being a, being a player on that level, and this is a conversation I had with Micah Parsons before the season happened, right? He coming off of, of a big Who year. says that all the time. He's yeah. always like, I get held under TJ Watt. It was same like, thing. He hasn't had a, a hold of penalty called like 30 plus quarters, which is like a record for any, any big name player, any, any exceptional player. I told him before the season, I said, dude, you're going to get held. They're going to scheme against you. So in a sense, you're not even playing playing against the players anymore. You're playing against the the, the offensive coordinator because you know you got to know what they're going to do against you. You're going to get held, and they're going to they're going to game plan against you. And that's what they did this year. And that's the same thing that Nick Bosa and, and Chase Young, all these guys, are going to have to deal with this game. They're going to hold them. Period. You better you better hear with Nick and Ken live from Radio Row, Las Vegas, Nevada. Our guest, three-time NFL All-Pro linebacker, lights out. Sean Merriman joining us here on the show. Uh, what do you think of Brock Purdy? Uh, he's playing in the Super Bowl. That, that's what I think. And sometimes we, we we overlook the fact of somebody say something and that narrative it just keep, it just keeps getting thrown around. We've never seen anybody get so criticized this playing on Sunday. We 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 haven't seen it in the history of football. Do you think it's merited or no? No, because he's asked to do exactly what what Kyle Shanahan is doing. If you want to criticize somebody, criticize John Lynch for putting together a great team. You know, so if you want to criticize, like, oh, man, you you know, criticize Kyle Shanahan for getting four and five and six guys involved in the offense side of the ball, putting the ball in Debo Samuel's hands and letting them make plays. You can't criticize Brock Purdy because he's making the plays when he needs to make them. That's fair. The, uh, something betters try to do all the time. Long shot Super Bowl MVP. They always go to defensive players. Who is a player that can make a splash play in the game, make a big play, return a play for a touchdown, get a couple sacks in the game? When you watch these two teams, do you see a guy you go, maybe it's Fred Warner. Obviously, he's a great player. You mentioned Greenlaw had the pick at the end of the game. Is it them? Is there somebody on the Chiefs that you see and go, yeah, like nobody's really talking about this guy? Uh, it's Fred. Fred Warner's the first one to come to mind. Right. I mean, you know, just, is he the best linebacker he, in the league right now? Yeah, uh, he's top three. Right, he's top three out. You got to put Smith up, work, work on Smith. I mean, Queen is great too. You know, got some, you got some talent there. Sure. Same team. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, you got, you got some talent there. And inside linebacker position is coming back, by the way, because it's becoming more and more important. It, it kind of left the, the Eagles the got burned by that this year. Yeah, because they got, they got banged up and guys went down. They brought in uh, the linebacker from the Colts Zach, right uh, away. Zach Cunningham. Yeah. Oh, oh, and yes, uh, Shaq uh, Leonard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so, 
But, you know, you look on the other side of the ball, you know, Tranquil, Drew Tranquil, I mean, Drew Tranquil had like, what, 10 tackles last game. Sure. And so you throw 10 tackles and they are forced fumble in the pick. You you can be mentioned up there. So I'm not saying it'll happen, but right. you, you throw those metrics in there and it, and it very well could. Third in the game, fourth in the game. I'm going to give you four names. You tell me who you want rushing the passer in the big spot. TJ Watt, Miles Garrett, Micah Parsons, or the guy that lives in your neck of the woods, Max Crosby. Oh, man. I love all those guys, man. You got to pick the, one. The four best. I, oh. um, I'm going with Micah. I'm going with Micah because you didn't say where he could rush from. So That's sure. You, okay. You, you get what I'm saying? He's, he's a guy that can line up on left, right, rush straight down the center, straight down the guard. You can line up anywhere, and he can go make a play. So I'll go with Mike. Sean, I want to make sure that we get this in in time, and if we have time left over, we can ask you a little bit sure. more about the game. Promote what you've got coming up, your MMA organization. Lights out coming up Friday, February 16th, broadcast on Fubo Sports. Yeah, we've got a big fight next Friday. Uh, we'll be live in Long Beach, California. Get your tickets at lightsoutxf.com, Lights Out Extreme Fight 14. We'll be live on Fubo, Fubo Sports. Um, this is our, our biggest and most explosive card yet. We got, you know, some top-end talent. That we, there's going to be huge names in the game. Also, these uh, Lights Out Tech gloves, I cannot wait to introduce so people can see, you know, G-Force power punches and all, you know, get creative on the data side. When you train, when you fight, what's, like, what's your preference? You finish people? You submit? Like, what do you, like, what do you do? Oh, I, I like to bang, man. I like to stand That's up. what I figured. Yeah. Right. Yes. Is it, it just, it's just stand and fight? It's I like, stand and fight. But look, I, my fight my, goes to the ground? My, my fight defense is great. I mean, I don't, I don't like being taken to the ground. I, right. can, I can get up. The biggest thing when you're stand up, guys, learning how to get up and learn how not to be taken down. And once you can do that, you're, you're fine. Final question, 30 seconds to go. James Harrison can't be the answer. One player that you played for or against in your NFL career that you would be worried about stepping into, like the ring or the cage against? Nobody. Even the <laughs> even the pause is memorable. Yeah, 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 just, mean, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to imagine feeling like that. By the way, that's I'm like him, no, him, no, him. That's, it's fair. I'm, I'm trying to think. I don't, you know, I don't know anybody offhand. And sure, know, if you if you remove him, then that's probably well. Not every NFL player can fight, right? I mean, like yeah. throw hands when or you're just in helmets. Like, right? But like everyone that's used like, to say back in the day, like no one wants to come across like Larry Allen, like right. the old offensive lineman. Sure. I guess there maybe it was no one like that when when you were playing. We really appreciate this, man. This was awesome. On Twitter, it's Sean Merriman. And again, everybody check it out. Lights out coming up Friday, February 16th on Fubo Sports. Tell the people one more time where they can order it. Uh, Lights Out Extreme Fighting 14. We live on Football TV, Football Sports. And uh, lightsoutaccept.com is the website to get information. We appreciate you, man. Thank Thanks, you very guys. much. Thank you very much, Sean. Sean, I just I mean, like, is that, there... Just feeling like that. Yeah. Like, I'm good at stuff in my life. And I'll look around and be like, yeah, you know, like, compare yourself to other people in certain ways. Just like, imagine just looking at everyone on Earth and being like, I... Yeah, I got like, that. Like I would, I yeah. would if, if if like it came down to it, and we got into a fight, I would win. Right. Like, could you imagine? <laughs> yeah. I feel like thinking about life that way. Yeah. Think about life that way. Yeah, I got like looking something like, oh me, I I'd get that. Like, so, I, I got that. So he was telling that story, that anecdote about how he's in Miami and a bunch of guys yeah. pull up in a car, and he's like, "What's happening here?" In, in the back of his head, he's probably thinking like. I could probably like beat all of them up, also, right. unless I have like a gun or something or like. Whatever. You think he really likes when people say do the dance? I think so. I think because like he's he is memorable. Because like, like, it's true. Because he's smart. Like he yeah. knew. Like people, I want people to stand up and remember. So I think that he was a great answer like too. Right, uh, Ray Lewis. He went to go see him. Yeah. And like learn from. And like as he's talking about it, all I'm thinking is, I hated that so much when they beat us in the Super Bowl when the <laughs> Ravens beat the Giants. <laughs> Giants ever have a memorable game against the Chargers? 
they played in the regular season a couple times, and like the I think the Chargers like beat us with Rivers against Eli like every time. Stuff. So yeah, okay. Probably hates Tom Brady. Well, yeah. Well, I yeah, I I could have talked to him about the 2007 AFC. Yeah. That is like one of my strongest takes is that if the Chargers are healthy, the Patriots don't even get to the Super Bowl against the Giants. And by the Eli would have beaten Rivers in that game. Just saying. Coming up next, I guess Ken and I will talk about the Super Bowl. BetMGM is our show sponsor. BetMGM giving their online sportsbook customers the opportunity to win a grand prize of up to 58 grand. They predict the most big game prop bets correctly. Just head to the promotions tab, create an entry for the BetMGM Big Game Prop Bet Challenge, and earn the chance to win up to $58,000. Make sure you download the BetMGM app and visit BetMGM.com and do so today. Remember when, right. remember when Sean Merriman came on? That was pretty awesome. I kind of want to spend like another like minute or so just like... The idea that you walk into a room and you are, you know, like you don't think, you know that you could kick everyone's ass in that room. Like, 100%. And that's like, and like, that's like yeah. an MMA fighter's field. That's yeah. Like the best fighters. Like you walk into a room and know that like, obviously someone can have a weapon, but like you are in like no danger from anybody. Also telling that he saw, well, there were two things. He saw Debo Samuel and his first Not thought Debo was Debo like, Samuel, James Harrison. Well, no, no. Because he said, I saw Debo. But that's James Harrison's nickname. Oh, I'm sorry. I yeah. totally mistook it. Well, wait, but he said two different things. Never mind. So he saw James Harrison, and that's like the one that's guy a, he was when, worried when about. When he was saying Debo, he was talking about James oh, Harrison. Oh, I saw like, like uh, not out, not in here, but like outside. So he saw Debo or something. I should have probably like explained that to the audience. I knew I nickname. knew that that was his nickname, and I think I forgot. And I, because just because there's a Debo from like the, the Super From Bowl. like the character from right, Friday. Right, Yeah. James Harrison. Uh, our, somebody on our crew said they saw, have you seen James Harrison I've, walking around? Have I ever told you my James Harrison story? No. There's no way that in the years we've been doing the show, I haven't told the story. It is like my, and this is uh, me and Mike Babchick from Mad Dog Sports Radio. Okay. This is when like we were on like the same crew together. I was producing, he was my engineer. I don't even know, just based on the timeline of when the two of us were together. Okay. It had to be, do it, Alex, look this up. What years, and probably a lot actually, what years did James Harrison make the Pro Bowl? Had to be like 2008 maybe. So sure. we're in studio doing the night show. Uh, on NFL Radio, Late Hits is the name of the show. And it's during Pro Bowl week. And the, It's a the, good name for a show. And at the time, it was Pro Bowl in, ha in Honolulu. Like, the Pro Bowl had not Right, moved to and it was still, like, an actual football still game. It was still, like, an actual like, game. to a certain extent. So we found out it was not, like, difficult. But, like, listen, like, uh, candidly, there were things as a producer that I was, like, not really great at. But, like, in terms of managing my talent and, like, getting guests on, I was, like, a 10 out of 10. It's what I was really good at. So I was able to find out the hotel that they were staying at in Honolulu. Okay. So from the NFL radio. Probably not Honolulu, a bad hotel. Right. I, I would call the hotel in Honolulu and just be like, yes, may I please be transferred to like Peyton Manning's room? Like, like Peyton McManning, <laughs> comma Peyton, please. Right. Yeah. And they would literally just be like, one moment, sir. Right. And you'd be put on hold and maybe Peyton Manning would pick up the phone. Sure. And I'm just using Peyton Manning. It's a very interesting an, exercise, too. I'm using yeah. Peyton Manning as an example. Right. So James Harrison was one of the names. They, one moment, sir, They and, and like the phone starts ringing. James Harrison picks up the phone. Hello. Good, James. Hey, like, congratulations on, on like making the Pro Bowl. This is Nick Costos from Sirius NFL Radio. Right. Like, would love to have you on national radio to talk about what it's <laughs> like. You have a few minutes. Right. And he literally, this is exactly how it happened. He goes, nah. No, no, like, no, like, no way. And then, like, you could hear him, like, putting the as he's putting the phone down to hang up being like, you believe this, please, and, like, <laughs> hangs up the phone. 
And it was like, we, we laughed about it for, so, it was so freaking funny. Right. That it was like, are you, are like, how did you get this number? Are you joking right now? Basically. Yeah. It was absolutely hysterical. How many people like, did you get to come on that with? So James Harrison's the biggest no in terms of just how he responded. I don't know. Who said I, yes? I, I can tell you that I don't remember that. The biggest guess that I- A lot booked, of people? Probably, I could have, I mean, a couple probably. The biggest, people are nicer than I thought, The I biggest guess. guess that I booked was, uh, well, it was through Team PR, so I guess it doesn't count. I, I mean, I, I got, well, I got Tebow on during the height of Tebow mania, and it was like a huge that's, deal. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Height was, of Tebow mania meaning like, like before the Steelers playoff game before, or after? Like, okay. like the first couple regular season games. They played the Bears? That's, that's the game that Marion Barber like went out of bounds. Right. And, like, and they were able to come That wasn't the it. first game. That was like the second or the third one, right? It was like in that run when he right. had just started. Yep. And it's like, I oh do remember God, the Bears game. Crazy. I think they were an underdog in that game. All right. So uh, I, I lied. We talked for like three minutes. Yeah, that's we did good. for like three minutes. How about I see a, every day. How about a fun. couple minutes right now with our buddy uh, Ben Fox, who's doing an amazing job, like covering sports betting for like a, a bunch of outlets. Uh, he's on Twitter at bfox, F-A-W-K-E-S 22. And I would encourage our listeners and viewers, if you aren't following Ben already, to follow him. Tweets out tons of, like, I think really interesting sports betting content. Like, had a really interesting piece recently, like, how do odds makers rate quarterbacks uh, in the NFL? Like, sure. points, like well, who's the most valuable to the point spread? So Ben's doing awesome work. He's done great work for our friends at ESPN and VEASAN in the past. And he joins us here live on Center Radio Row. Ben, what's going on? Good to be with you guys. I got to say, that Tebow era... Pull up a little closer here. Yeah. Was amazing to cover from a gambling perspective as well. He just kept winning and covering games. How is this happening? And, and it would be like at the very end, he will have played like garbage for exactly. 57 minutes, and then he turns into Elway for the final. Th and every time they would show John Elway, who was the GM of right. the team, in the owner's box, looking like he sucked on a lemon. Like <laughs> he knew. That's the thing. He, Everyone he knew. knew that he was yeah, brutal. It was just course. like, how are you going to bench this guy right now? Right. And then it's it had like to leave Sports Center every single day every single week and all that you uh i think we talked off air about this a little bit but like part of like people who follow you on twitter part of your like contribution to twitter is these like basically reports from the sports books information that you acquire like you kind of like aggregate all of it or gather all of it and like it's that's what makes you a really good follow on twitter but you were saying to somebody off air that it's getting a little tougher that maybe like the and now you can if you don't want to say like what you don't want to say whatever but like give me like a little bit on like what that means like for somebody that does your job you're yeah. a reporter basically yeah i mean i think much like uh, like Schefter and Woj, a lower right. class version, sure. right? A homeless version. For, for, for yeah. now, at least. Yeah. yeah. But look, you're, you're trying to essentially, for me, it's interesting. What are the people who are making money betting on? Sure. Right? And so for me, that's how I like to cover it versus you don't want my bets. Right. I'm not a handicapper. I'm aggregating that information. And a lot of people are interested in what you're saying. Like, okay, the people that win, what do they like? Right. Right. And so the big bets, look, we all know for the most part, these are not the sharpest people. That's right. why they're allowed to put 500,000. But in the Super Bowl. And I think the Super Bowl is interesting. The biggest bet we've seen, for example, is a million dollars on the 49ers money line. That is from someone Caesars say they respect. Right. That is somebody. Right. I think someone who actually won on the Michigan National Championship as well. Was this you in or Michigan? No? You put a million bucks on Next question. Right? If you <laughs> went to Michigan, could have yeah. been, yeah. been you. Uh, but I think. As, as we've seen, if you know people out here in Vegas, they're generally a little more willing to give information and respect. Again, they're not going to say this person bet it, right? Billy Walters right. writes the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Yeah, Billy just came in. He just yeah. fired away. Yeah, let me tell you about that. Yeah. But I think some of the larger companies are trying to have the information flow through PR. Oh, okay. More as opposed to flow through book. We bankers. want it to be our guy. Exactly. We don't want it to be it, a... It goes out on their social goes out an email blast to the press and this is so, all very political yeah so. 
you know, it's a, it's a different industry now than, sure. than we knew uh, 10 years ago and so before legalization. So, Ben, maybe the answer to this question is something you've already done, in which case give me the second choice. Like, what is, like, your dream sports betting story that you want to write? Wow, it's a, it's a great question. I think to me, I'm very interested in now that we have legalization, how kind of syndicates are working in multiple states. And you just see like a syndicate probably has someone in Louisiana and in Illinois and in New Jersey, right? And you see these markets, they get hit very quickly and across different sports books. Uh, it's just something that you wouldn't have before when you only had you know Nevada and then all these offshore sites. I think that's going to be interesting. It's obviously hard to report out. Probably a lot of anonymous sources sure. <laughs> with that. But I just think it's a different way people kind of attacking the sports betting market. There's so many different props and so many different things at all these books, so many different ways to attack it. And these people have partnered together, as you know, in sports betting. It's a networking game, too. Sure. Right? You're not just doing it by yourself, presumably. Well, yeah, and you have, there's, there's a lot of people that don't want to give away information. Yep. And you're kind of like, you're acquiring information from other people, but you also kind of would like some of that information. Like, it'd be pretty good. Like, that'd be pretty nice to, to obviously, to, to Nick's question about kind of what you want to be doing, right? Yeah, and look, it, it's a little of a back and forth. Like, they had that uh, FanDuel Ontario, the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey right. so it's proposal. The, the prop. prop was, will he propose if they win the Super Bowl and they opened no? At, you could probably fill in the prices here, right? I think they even opened minus no. Minus 300 like, or something like that? Yeah. No, like minus 140. Right. When I saw it, it was like minus Seems like it should be bigger. Right. Right. I tweeted out, other people saw it. Within like 30 minutes, it was like, no, minus 3,500. Right. right? It just like as much it. money as you can bet into this, right. he's not going to propose. Right? And again, it's a $100 bet. Right. But just seeing how fast, how quickly those things move. It pays in two weeks, you get 100 bucks. Right. Like, right. But you get people on Twitter, or X, sorry, who are like, oh, I can't believe you gave that away. Like, again, you're probably not backing up a Brinks truck to Ontario. In hundred dollars, I think that's an edge that you can feel confident in revealing that like no one should actually get mad about. Exactly. Yeah. But but look, it's a tough part in sports betting, right? We're all trying to make money. We all have our edges. How much of those do you want to share? I think you guys do a great job of entertainment, wagertainment, but also we're trying to win that's money, a, right? Yeah. Job by goal. Ben dropping dropping the uh, dropping the trademark there. That was yeah. A little wagertainment. You know, he Pay founded attention. it. He founded it by the way. That's true, and uh, it's a true story. And I say it all the time. Uh, I love the company I work for. Also, they stole it from me and trademarked it. They did actually trademark my it. agent asked me like hey do you want to trademark this and i said sure how much does a trademark cost like 200 dollars?" and he said five grand and i said yeah we'll come back to it in a couple of years <laughs> i'm gonna go wagertain a little bit I more said, i'll be right every, back every right. time i every time i think about it like i start twitching like, well, whatever that'll be your uh, time machine question when you can go back to one point in time go back uh, get that trademark yeah maybe maybe uh who do you like in the game so many people like the Niners, which is weird because the public is all I, over the see, see like what's interesting you might find this interesting then well if we had one, seriously, if we had one guest on that likes the Niners. Not like enough to bet them. Like Whale bet Purdy MVP, and he kind of likes the Niners. So, like, I know I know what you're saying. Like, and I'm, I, I'm sure you're right that the public likes Kansas City. Which like, is definitely true. All, More bets are on them. All, by of, our, a lot, all, by a lot. all of our guests yeah. like Kansas City. For what it's worth, I like Kansas City, which I can be a square. I kind of like Kansas City. Yeah. So, like, so please continue. Look, I think it, it's, we sometimes like to overcomplicate pretty simple. Patrick Mahomes is that guy. He's 10-1-1 against the number as an underdog. He's 9-3 and against the spread, or excuse me, straight up as an underdog. He's kind of like the Brady Belichick. At a certain point, whatever model you have, you put in the numbers, you spit right. it out, and then you go, okay, but Mahomes is on the other side. That's the difficulty. The Chiefs, I think the 49ers are a better overall team, better overall offense, more you know weapons, all that stuff. A lot of respected 
money once we saw that get down to 49ers minus one. Sure. Took that, right? Ultimately, you're going to have respect to people on both sides. People like the Chiefs at plus two, plus two and a half. I just think the Niners overall, the body of work, odds makers I talked to, they would have last year's Niners. You got 10 seconds. Favored over this team. Okay. Over this year's. I, I just like the Niners. Better. So Ben's awesome. We encourage people to follow Ben on Twitter at BFAWKS, F A W K E S, and the number 22. Uh, tons of great sports betting content tweeted out from that account. Ben, we appreciate it, man. Uh, enjoy the rest of the time in Vegas. Stay well, and we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good, guys. Our Thank buddy you, ben. ben Fox joining us here on You Better, You Bet. If you're watching the show right now on Stadium, uh, we done for the day on Stadium. <laughs> right. So head on over to Twitch, twitch.tv backslash betql, twitch.tv backslash betql for the final hour, the power hour. Ken and I will actually talk some sports, and we'll give you our bets for tonight.